2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
3: good morning welcome to the morning beat thank you so much for joining us we have a fantastic show planned for you first and foremost coming up in about 15 minutes some of the best news i've ever heard Uh, caitlin jenner her campaign is going down in flames as she watches (laughs) it from afar all the way from the land down under she's not even in the state of california Uh, and she's running for governor oh it's a doozy of a story
0: it's unbelievable. This is, uh, it, it's, you it's, know what? Let me take that back. I said it's unbelievable. It's so not unbelievable. This is so, I feel like, reality television and so Caitlyn. She was like, I'm rotting for governor. Justin. When, like, the world was falling apart. Okay, like I,
2: I got to ask a question to you. Are you still going to vote for Caitlyn yes. when the recall happens later on next month? Oh, yeah,
3: you did say on air you were going to vote for Caitlyn Jenner one day. That did happen.
0: Yeah, Babe, yes, I absolutely. this is iconic. <laughs> she said, forget the entire campaign, I'm out of here. This is how I felt during my fifth grade run for uh, student body mm. president. I realized I wanted to be a star and I just completely abandoned my campaign and I feel like I've never related more to somebody.
1: Wow. So. <laughs>
3: She's got your vote. I don't know what that sound was, but it was scary, and I love it. Uh, Also, today we've got uh, uh, James Gay, our marriage and family therapist, calling in for Therapy Thursdays to talk about Jennifer Aniston uh, recently admitting that she has uh, cut people out of her life due to their vaccination beliefs. Uh, And this is a conversation. Yeah, this is a conversation I think a lot of people are finding themselves having. I had it with my own mom last night, uh, and I think a lot of a lot of families and friendships are being tested right now uh, based on a bunch of misinformation as we enter, what, the second half of our second year of COVID-19 as kids get ready to go back to a third year of school during a pandemic. It's a lot. Uh, And we're going to share her take and ours as well. Also, we've got uh, James Simmons uh, calling in to talk about the importance of boosters. Uh, Are there something that we're looking at here? I know up in San Francisco, people are able to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and then in some cases get a Pfizer or Moderna second shot is that smart is it crazy we're asking dr james simmons a little bit later on in the show so stick around for that as well right now though it is time for news on the beat michaela it's your time to shine
0: all right honey well efforts to get more americans vaccinated against covid19 are growing more urgent as an expert warns that if vaccination rates don't increase the dangerous delta variant could continue to evolve The next variant is just around the corner if we do not all get vaccinated. Um, A surge in the Delta variant combined with low vaccination rates has sent the U.S. backward in the pandemic. And messages from President Biden's health officials have sometimes been muddled or contradictory. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis battles with Biden and is only complicating matters in a state that has been seen. I'm sorry, that has seen coronavirus related hospitalizations rise 13 percent from their previous peak in July 2020. Globally, the picture is bleak too. Uh, The Delta variant is ravaging the world and pushing Southeast Asian nations to the breaking point. Now, in other very sad news, uh, at least 10 people were killed and 20 others were taken to hospitals. After a a van crashed yesterday on a highway near Encino, Texas, a State Department of Public Safety spokesperson said there were 30 people inside a white four-passenger van when the driver tried to make a right turn and veered off the roadway and struck a metal utility pole and stop sign. The driver and nine passengers were pronounced deceased at the scene. The department said at least some of those in the van were believed to be undocumented immigrants. Uh, officials told CNN. getting wow, a
3: van, a, now I'm a getting van a sh- full of 30 people trying to get to freedom or whatever they were trying to do. Can you even imagine 30 people in a van? That's so sad.
0: Listen to me. I can't tell you enough. I watched the saddest documentary uh, of people trying to get over the border and just the lengths that people will go. Uh, the amount of people that they'll, they'll fit in just for freedom. I mean, I know we have these conversations all the time, but... It's devastating. And uh, the lengths that people will go just to make sure their children are okay, the families yeah. are okay. It's so sad. Um, all right, well, let's actually get into a little bit of weather. Summer's so here, and it's clear, and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of uh, 66 in San Francisco, 109 in Phoenix, 82 in Seattle, 86 in Atlanta, 84 in Chicago, 86 in St. Louis, uh, and 115 in Indio. Now, uh... You head on over to McDonald's. Uh, you can get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just a dollar fifty, And you're going to need it in this heat. So head on over and give us the vibe of the, the day. The
3: future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
0: Oh, short but sweet. Yeah.
3: Eleanor Roosevelt.
0: Amen. So great. All right, well, coming up, uh, someone's dreams are going down in flames. Caitlyn Jenner is abandoning her campaign. And we'll discuss as she's hanging out in Australia coming up next.
3: One of the most iconic and most easily recognizable songs of all time, taking us to the land down under, where uh, current candidate for governor of California, Caitlyn Jenner, is now enjoying her time as a reality star once again. You're, you heard that right. She uh, is running for governor of California. There's a major debate coming up uh, that she's going to just straight up miss. That's how much she loves her home state of California. She's about fifteen or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the hole right now. Uh, she's blown through about a million dollars in campaign funds raised, uh, and she says she's still very much in this race. However, she had a prior commitment uh, to appear on a reality show in Australia, so she won't be here for the next debate. But she very much yeah. What we're not going to gonna do election. is
0: drag her. We're not yeah. going to drag her. This is iconic <laughs> behavior, and you know it, AJ. <laughs> she said. She oh said. Gosh. I am running for governor against Newsom during a pandemic, and I will stand for our Mm -hmm. community. And then she spent the money, and then she said, you know what? Australia's calling my name. I have to go.
3: (laughs) Australia. Half a world away. I just don't get her. I understand. Listen, she is, she, I don't know if I can say, she she's a fame whore. Can I say that? Is that a term I can say? She just wants to be famous. She wants to be a Kardashian. She wants to be as famous as all of her very, very famous daughters and it's just not in the cards, sis. Like, Chris Jenner's more yeah, famous. Yeah, but also... Chris Jenner has higher listen, likability. you can like, talk
0: about the Kardashians ugh. all day. What they've put in is work. Like, they've literally... Yes. Kim Kardashian, whether you want to drag her for the sex tape or not, this past decade has worked so hard to stay relevant, to do good things. Chris Jenner has worked so hard.
3: Hey, guess what? Guess what? Kim Kardashian had a sex tape 20 years ago. Awesome. You know who else had a sex tape before? Me. Plenty of them. Every guy I've ever dated, we've made a sex tape. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I keep trying to leak them and nobody wants to <laughs> watch them, but that's not on me. I've done my Same. part. You know what I mean? But like, but like anybody in a real relationship at some point in time and another has put themselves on camera during sex. Like we've got, we, we all literally have cameras in our pockets at all times. Unless of course you're naked, then it's probably on your nightstand, but that's neither here nor there. It's, it's, it, it, I, I hate when people say, oh, she did this. Oh, great. Like you said, Kim and the rest of the crew, they've all worked really, 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 really hard to build their own individual empires. And they're all very different, to be fair. You know, I mean Kim's got her her skims and Kylie's got her makeup line and Chloe's got her jeans and good human and, and Courtney, who knows what she's doing, I think yeah. a, a goop sort of knockoff. And then of course Kendall is a is a superstar but also like, top model.
0: Uh, yeah, is I mean, and listen, like, being on social media and having a social media presence and working through all of that, like, call it what you will. I'm never going to knock the Kardashians. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. And I think that Caitlyn has, it's a job. Um, you know, I'm never going to, like, knock, Cait- knock Caitlyn as far as coming out as trans. I think it's beautiful. I think it's very, very important. But what has she done for the community since then? I mean, she went on a reality show. Uh, yeah.
3: She's she's spoken out against the community many, many times, which is really, really frustrating. And I think that, like, it brings up an interesting conversation because I think what's so fascinating about Caitlin uh, is that it's showing that, listen, we can support your transness. We can support your journey to full womanhood and living your life authentically. Yes. A thousand percent. And we all do. At the same time, we can also say, you're a trash human being for the, for the things you've said and the choices you've made and the way that you've run this campaign into the ground. It's a joke. So nobody's trying to say that everybody in the LGBTQIA plus community is good or we're above reproach. We're not. We're broken and messed up just like everybody else in the world. And that's that's part of equality is being able to say, listen, sometimes we're wrong too. And she's been wrong literally at every turn and it's so hard because you want to support her and it and, and it, it, it's it's like we support that part of her we support her journey we don't support the action she's taking and the words she's using that are inflammatory and hurtful to her own specific individual niche community and it's just i'm glad listen i'm glad she's in, in australia could you imagine could you imagine for one moment if caitlin jenner ended up being the governor absolutely of not like, as we find, as we finally get past the Trump era, and the whole time, I think the thing that saved us here in California during Trump was that, well, we're in California. We're kind of like our own little country out here. We're protected. Uh, governor Newsom's got our back. We're fine. We're liberal. We're progressive. We don't have to deal with Donald Trump. But if Caitlyn Jenner became our, our, our governor? Yeah.
0: No yeah. Way. Listen, I just feel like her white privilege really, really shows. And even the privilege of her being, uh, you know, an Olympist uh back in the day i i feel like what is it a, Olympus, what is it an olympian an olympian i feel like she could have well, even she, she, she i feel like she could have spoken out more about that in regards to defending simone Biles. there's just well, a lot of things she could have spoken on and she has it and i'm yeah. glad that she's in australia and on, yeah
3: the mental health of it all during the olympics yeah. didn't think to say a word and 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 what what she released her team released uh in response to her being in Australia says I am honoring a work commitment that I you're
0: made on reality to television on celebrity big brother. Stop. Listen, honey,
3: listen, listen, some things take precedent over others. And it's clear that uh, trying to paint this as I'm, I'm a good employee and I, I, I stick true to my word. So I'm honoring this work commitment. That's bull. Are you committed to your home state? Or are you committed to a reality TV show in Australia? like yeah absolutely
0: all right well uh talking about getting with the program this is a story that i i feel as though i should not say this out loud but i relate to one person uh faked an entire illness just so him and his family could go to a resort and uh we have the details coming up next
3: (laughs) all right so COVID has been difficult for all of us this pandemic has dragged on and on and on right Uh, we've all made choices that we might not have made two years ago, but here we are. Um, But one thing that has stayed consistent through all of this is that we always do our best to honor our first responders. Police officers, firefighters, they're above reproach. There's nothing you could ever say about any of them, right? (laughs) According to some, um, uh, in a negative way, that would be acceptable. Well, we've seen the conversation around policing changed over the last couple of years with the re-emergence of Black Lives Matter, uh, understandably, and this is a conversation that should happen, right? Uh, but firefighters, they usually, they usually stay out of the fray, right? Not very controversial, except for one Dallas firefighter who was apparently charged uh, with theft after allegedly, ready for this, taking paid sick leave for nearly a month after testing positive for, what? for COVID-19, William Jordan Carter, 38 years old, tests positive for COVID-19, um, and so you think that we'd be, you know, praying for him, thinking about him, hoping he gets better. Turns out he faked it. <laughs> Didn't have COVID
0: what? at
3: all. So he requested time off back in March, as he and his wife, according to this affidavit uh, that was released uh, after his arrest, uh, took some time off. A week later, he requested another week, saying his daughter had tested positive for the virus. Two days before he was supposed to go back to work after that one, he reported to the department he was sick and tested positive. So the fire department there has a policy of recommending first responders stay home if they test positive or if someone they live with test positive, right? Well, the deputy uh, asked Carter to provide a copy of his results. He told Johnson he hadn't been tested, but thought he had the virus. Uh, and this this firefighter said uh, he also failed to provide documentation of his family's test results. Uh, so he was asked why he made up the false claims by his boss. He says greed, I guess. What? Oh. He just kept oh, okay. lying
0: about it mm-hmm. to
3: get vacation time. Okay. I.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Listen, and okay. and they ended up going to a resort for vacation. They spent time on a holiday. Here's the thing. I I This is horrible, but I also low-key feel for the guy. Like, we all need a little vacation time, right? We've all been going crazy. Um, and I think it's easy once you make one lie to make another one and to make another one. And if you think that your wife has COVID and you're pretty sure, so you might be very, very sick. Like, I thought I had COVID all this week. I'm fully vaccinated, but I thought I had COVID for a solid five days. I got tested twice. Yeah. I had the worst cold. The worst. I was pretty mm-hmm. sure. So I didn't go around anybody. I never said I had COVID though. I said I thought I might have COVID. <laughs> this guy requested week after week after week and his whole family to stay at home and ended up going on a vacation.
0: Listen. <clears throat> I feel like this though too. I think that it's <laughs> like you should have just been honest obviously. But we've talked about this in depth and so random. I just got a text from a friend who's like um, why are you awake? I'm in Portugal. And I'm like, because uh, I host a morning show. You know that, sis. And she's like, oh, yeah, joy. Um, but you recently went to Portugal. Yeah. And the vacation time that people get in other countries is it's insane. so different than insane. it is in America. And I will tell you, and we've talked about this time and time again, I was brought up thinking that, like, vacation time and taking time off was, like, lazy and not good, and you should work through it, and, like, that's your work ethic, and that's, like, who you are as a person. And um, I've never appreciated more having vacation time and, and the mental health of it all. And as a firefighter, those guys work super hard. I mean, any healthcare worker, you're not really getting any time off. You're constantly... On call, I know for all my cousins who are police officers, it's a rare occasion when they can just hang out and have yeah. fun because they're constantly well, yeah. on and call. And this
3: firefighter also worked so hard while he had to drive um, 180 miles over three hours to Dallas to go to the Kalahari Resort, a large indoor water park where he took his family and spent $1,400. <laughs> that's how hard he was working. They went on the vacation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I do. And I think, I think it's interesting because first and foremost, firefighters on one hand, they put their lives on the line right to save us to protect us to to come to our aid when we need them a large majority of their time they're hanging out like if you know what a firefighter actually does they could go days or weeks at a time without having where i come from you can go an entire lifetime where you never fight a real fire in your life
2: oh my gosh but they
3: spend their time hanging out on recliners watching tv at the firehouse you know what I mean and I'm, not, I'm, I'm
0: I come from Vegas yeah. where it's like so hot and they got to take care of the See? hotels and all the buildings and everything so it's totally it different on
3: where you live so for some yeah. people a firefighting job is pretty cushy there's always the threat of danger and that's real and that takes a special person to be able to take that on I couldn't do it and they have to get retrained constantly and that's difficult I'm not trying to take that away from them but by and large they spend a lot of time hanging out and uh Uh, when you talk about what we do I understand it it can't be compared I get it I think the pressure for us to always show up and to never take sick time and to never take vacation is because in our field we generally are gig workers and we never know where our next paycheck is coming from this is the first time I've taken significant time off for being sick or vacation in my life I'm on a salary now I've got a contract do you know what I mean and I and our boss thank God is very very adamant about physical and mental health and so he and i have had many conversations i felt bad listen i was sick again this week i didn't like it um right on the heels of me going on vacation i know that doesn't look good uh but our boss he's been he's been very very supportive he's so yeah. cool so listen i don't condone this dude i think it's terrible that you're using you know you, you made over 12 grand that was paid and taxed by taxpayers <laughs> you know he's a firefighter uh during this time hopefully you know they work that money out um, but his family needed a vacation <laughs> and he took it so yeah, yeah it happens yeah,
0: whatever. listen I've lied for vacation so I'm not going to drag this guy
3: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin', but before we go there, I want to remind you our show is also a podcast, so if you can uh, go ahead and head over to audacy.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y.com, download the Odyssey app, you can listen to The Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. Now, one of our favorite celebrities in news uh, today, for a very good reason, we're talking about Rihanna, uh, Michaela Gordon, what do you know?
0: Well, listen. Some of you might know her as Robin. That's how she uh was born. But honey, she has turned into Rihanna, the billionaire. Her uh, company, Fenty is now uh, worth $1.7 billion, according to Forbes, making her the wealthiest female musician in the world and second only to Oprah Winfrey as the richest female entertainer. Um, And it's not her music that made her so wealthy. It really is the fact that uh, most of her money lies in her lingerie company that has now turned beauty. And we've watched so many celebrities uh, become billionaires. Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, based off beauty. I mean, as much as I love JLo and Beyonce, I feel like beauty is where it's at and this is where the girls are making money and I'm so proud of Rihanna. She's really the first person to take on lingerie in such a different way. You know, Victoria's Secrets was in so much heat when they said they would not have uh, women that were curvy or trans women be a part of their fashion show, that, that iconic fashion show. And she's just flipped that world upside down, having disabled women, having uh, queer women, non-binary, um, curvy women. It's just so great. Uh, It's what's so needed. As a woman who's 5'2 and very curvy and never felt like I fit in. uh, And so she's making waves and she is now a billionaire because of it. We love to see it.
3: I love everything about her. She understands what the people want, what the people need, uh, where the culture is and where it's going. And I think it's great. It makes sense that she's a billionaire.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations, Rihanna. We love you. All right. Now, coming up in our next hour, we're joined for What the Health with Dr. James Simmons on COVID Boosters. Uh, they're not being cleared by the CDC. Is it cutting edge or is it crazy? I'll tell you anything that we can do to continue getting uh, vaccinated and staying safe. Uh, we're still very much in a pandemic. And so we're going to discuss coming up in the next hour.
3: You're listening to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, we have a uh, fantastic hour coming up for you. We're joined by uh, Dr. James Simmons in about 15 minutes talking about COVID boosters Without CDC clearance, is this cutting edge or crazy? He's keeping us informed. Um, Also uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, it is Therapy Thursdays. We're going to be joined by uh, marriage and family therapist James Gay discussing Jennifer Aniston's recent admission uh, that she has cut people out of her life based on uh, vaccine sort of misinformation uh, and decisions that family and friends are making. Uh, We think it's so relatable that we want to talk to our therapist about it because it's something that we're all sort of. going through right now in one way shape or form Uh, so we have a lot of really great content coming up for you so stick around for all of that right now though it is time uh, for Michaela to keep you updated on the latest news and news on the beat take it away
0: Okay, so efforts to get more Americans vaccinated against COVID-19 are growing more urgent as an expert warns that if vaccination rates don't increase, the the dangerous Delta variant could continue to evolve. The next variant is just around the corner. If we do not all get vaccinated, um, the surge in the Delta variant combined with low vaccination rates has sent the U.S. backward in the pandemic and messages from President Biden's health officials have sometimes been muddled or contradictory. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis battle with Biden is only complicating mag- matters in a state that has seen coronavirus-related hospitalizations rise 13% from their previous peak in July 2020. Globally, the picture is bleak, too. The Delta variant is ravaging the world and pushing Southeast Asian nations to the breaking point. Now, in other news, Microsoft founder Bill Gates says he regrets the time he spent with Jeffrey Epstein. It was a huge mistake to spend time with him to give him the credibility of being there. Gates said Epstein, the wealthy financial manager who was accused of child sex trafficking, was found dead in a New York cell jail. Uh, sell in 2019. Speaking yesterday to Anderson Cooper, Gates said he only met with Epstein in the hopes of raising more money to deal with global health issues. I had several dinners with him, you know, hoping that what he said about getting billions of philanthropy for global health through contacts that he had might emerge when it looked like that wasn't a real thing. That relationship did end. Now, in other news, Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner, who is transgender, spent years living in front of a television camera as part of the Kardashian clan. And after she launched her long shot campaign to become the next governor of California, she was not able to resist the opportunity to appear on TV again. While Jenner has abandoned her campaign for the Australian reality show, she has also stopped fundraising. So now her campaign is growing broke. And worst of all, voters don't seem to mind that she left. Jenner's run in the recall election to replace California Governor Newsom has been marred by constant uh, issues from the politically inexperienced first-time candidate. She doesn't seem to have an inkling about how out of touch her wealth has made her. She lied about not voting in the 2020 election when she actually did vote, and she has insulted anyone who might ever support her campaign, from right-wing podcasters to transgender voters. She then ran off to Australia. Jenner has tweeted that her campaign will continue even though she'll be on the other side of the world. I am honoring a work commitment that I had made prior to even deciding to run for governor. There is no pause at all on this race to save California. Uh, Since she launched her campaign, Jenner has only raised $747,000 while she spent $910,000. Reports show that the campaign is over $150,000 in debt and has about $21,000 in the bank. Uh, most of the money has gone to pay a Republican fundraising service. Former head of Donald Trump's presidential campaign, uh, Brad Pasquale, uh, and uh, former President George W. Bush's press secretary, while she was proud to announce that big-name Republican strategists were part of her campaign back in April, she apparently has not succeeded in earning the money needed to pay them. Uh, so that's if you were going to vote for her, A.J., that's where she's at yeah
3: definitely not I don't think I don't think Gavin Newsom has a thing to worry about Caitlyn Jenner's the only name I could even think of in the Republican Party that was even running against him Um, nobody's gonna show up to vote (laughs) that's the problem you just hope enough Democrats show up that he's fine
0: a thousand percent. All right, well, let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here, and it's queer, and it's brought to you by McDonald's. A high of 115 in Indio, 90 in Sacramento, 88 in St. Louis, 84 in Chicago, 88 in Baltimore, 82 in Seattle, 66 in San Francisco, and 90 in Houston. Now, um, with uh, it being so hot in Indio, it sounds like a frozen Coca Cola drink would be amazing for McDonald's, only $1.50. So head there now. Now, give us a vibe of the day.
3: The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
0: I love that. Sweet yeah. and simple, easy. All right. Well, coming up in What the Health, uh, Dr. James Simmons joins us on COVID boosters without CDC clearance. Is it cutting edge? Is it cutting edge? Or is it crazy? We discuss next.
3: Welcome back to the morning beat. Thank you so much for being here. As always, coming up in the next hour, we've got our marriage and uh, family therapist, James Gay, joining us to have a conversation on uh, cutting off difficult relationships uh, based on vaccination beliefs. It's a really touchy topic. Uh, We're not talking just about children anymore. We're talking about COVID-19 vaccines. He's going to be joining us at 820 Pacific, 1120 Eastern to have that conversation. So if that's something you think that you or a friend or family member could benefit from, uh, maybe tune in. uh, Listen to The Morning Beat Live. And if you miss it, download the app and listen to us as a podcast. Uh, Right now, though, it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela
0: Gordon, what do you have? Okay, so this is so exciting. The wait is finally over. The first full trailer for Amazon Prime's video's upcoming feminist take on the beloved classic Cinderella story is finally here. And after being teased for months, we finally get to see star Emmy-winning TV and theater icon Billy Porter take on the role of the genderless fairy godparent Fab G alongside pop starlet Camila Cabello. Uh, Let's take a listen to the trailer and
2: then we'll discuss. Yes! I am your fabulous godmother. Do you want to go to that ball and meet a bunch of rich people who will change your life? Yes, I was just
0: crying and singing about it like two minutes ago. Then
2: go, you shall!
0: Oh, look at that. This is different, I Okay,
2: Daddy. You said you wanted to be a businesswoman. It's magic time. Holy... Where's my tail? I can't balance without my tail! Yeah, I go again. Come on, Billy.
3: Wait, was that James Corden? Is he Gus? I would guess he's probably Gus the the chubby mouse.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I love it. Which is so cute. But I also love uh, this whole take on these fairy tales just being like genderless and more feminist. Because, you know, we've been taught, especially having a five-year-old niece. I don't want her to feel like she needs some prince to come and save her. And with all of these fairy tales, that's sort of what we've been taught as little girls. And uh, just to know that, like, we can save ourselves, sis, and we can do it with Fab G.
3: It's really interesting. It's so exciting. Because it's, it's indoctrination of our children without us even realizing it for so many years. You know what I mean? Those stories, those narratives where you need a man to save a woman or a man can be the only superhero and the superhero can only be white. And all these stories we've been told are just not accurate. You know, it's really interesting because Billy Porter steps into some big shoes. Eartha Kitt played this role on Broadway. I think she may have won a Tony for it years ago. Also, uh, Whitney Houston played this role when uh, Brandy was Cinderella. And one of your best friends, Todd Recall, talked to us about how so much of his career... Was impacted by the first time he saw Cinderella with Brandy because yes. it was rainbow casting. And he, it's the first time he'd seen a diverse cast represent one of his favorite fairy tales. And look where it led him. So you never know where this movie could be influencing our, our next generation.
0: Yeah, I love it. I absolutely agree. I think it's so exciting and it makes me proud to be a woman and to be raising women. So uh, congratulations. I can't wait to see it. Now coming up, uh, we're joined in the next hour with marriage and family therapist, James Gay, on cutting ties over vaccination statuses. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is doing it and we have our opinions coming up.
3: Listen. I've been a a fan of Friends for many, many years. Uh, One friend in particular has stolen my heart and held on to it. We're talking about Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Her days with Brad Pitt, even when Brad left her for Angelina Jolie, I was still Team Jen the entire time, and I'm still Team Jen today because she just revealed in a in an interview that's coming out in the September issue of InStyle Magazine, uh, that she has actually cut ties with people in her life, uh, close close friends of hers, due to their vaccination beliefs. And I think this is a conversation that is relatable and one that we want to handle uh, uh, with some expert help. So we are joined now for Therapy Thursdays by our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. James, thank you so much for being here. Um, I think that Jen's... Revelation, and I'm going to call her Jen because we're obviously good, good friends. I've interviewed her once, so (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've earned that status. Uh, But I think that her her sharing this is actually very helpful and super relatable. What's your take?
1: I I do too, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things where we can agree to disagree on lots of different things, but when it comes to life and death and health issues things that are so important like this, you know, these are perfectly valid non-negotiables, right? We have to protect our own health and well-being and those of, of you know, a, a family and friends that we care about. And so if someone is living in a different sort of reality, if they have zero ability to empathize, to understand and care about our position, our health and well-being, that gets to be a non-negotiable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting because I was very much uh, open to getting vaccinated, but my story was a little bit different and I know it made people, uh, including AJ, who's one of my best friends and co-host, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was going to get vaccinated with Johnson & Johnson, and the day that I was going to, it got recalled. I'm also dealing with my own fertility journey, and I was mm-hmm. very nervous about the possibility of being sterile. I didn't know. And listen, I've put everything in my face, Botox, Restylane, Juvederm, all of it, right? <laughs> but I <laughs> didn't want to lose the chance of not being able to have a child. That's the most important sure. thing to me. I have now of been course. vaccinated, and Thankfully, but I do think there's a difference now between people who were Mm -hmm. being hesitant and people who now just don't want to get vaccinated and think it's a government ploy. And how do you have that conversation?
1: Oh, it's a really difficult one. I think when people are closer to the middle in terms of their understanding and appreciation of you know the, the vaccination process and whatnot, but there's just a certain level of hesitancy, that can tend to be something that's negotiable. You know, I know in my own circumstance with my mom, she was a little hesitant, not really interested and, and I consciously, purposefully, out loud use the leverage of like, I really, really want to come and see you, but I'm not going to put your health at risk until you get vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And that was enough to get her off the fence. You know, if, if people are further apart in terms of, like you're saying, this government conspiracies or, you know, believing a chip's going to be implanted or just completely extreme beliefs. I think that is much more difficult to con- to try and find areas of compromise.
3: Yeah, it's really fascinating to me the level of misinformation out there. And like Loki, yeah. love her to death, but I blame Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> she started this sort of anti-vax yeah. mm-hmm. the autism uh, conversation many, many years ago, just, you know, yeah. with an off-the-cuff sort of remark that sort of blew up and has and led to this sort of anti-vaxxer movement we've now seen. Uh, when vaccines are things that have, not just, you know, kept us healthy, but extended our life expectancy uh, for generations. And now yeah. all of a sudden there's a level of distrust that's really frustrating. You know, you know, Michaela, you know, was very transparent. I was a little bit uncomfortable with her coming to studio every day, even though she is my best friend. Because when your life feels threatened, you know, mm-hmm. things change. You have a different level of, of trust And comfort with even your closest family and friends. If you're just now joining us, we're talking to our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, uh, about Jennifer Aniston's revelation uh, that she has cut people out of her life based on their vaccination status and beliefs. You know, another conversation that I know Michaela and I have both had um, is that we've got young ones in our lives, you know, nieces and nephews who who are siblings have chosen not to vaccinate. Uh, I met my little nephew yesterday. Uh, My sister adopted him. My sister has the biggest heart in the world. She's adopted two little brothers who are now two and three years old um, to try to keep the family together because their mom has some issues that she's working through and just can't raise them. And so my sister and her husband have taken on that task. And my little nephew is the sweetest thing in the world. But when I talked to my mom yesterday, my mom once again almost brought to tears every time she brings this up. My sister is an anti-vaxxer she won't vaccinate her two children, even though we were both vaccinated mm. as kids. And it is a difficult conversation. My mom brings it up every time she talks to her, and I've now made the decision, even though it breaks my heart, and if I really go down a rabbit hole, I start to worry about the health of my nephews, I've mm-hmm. made For the her. decision not to bring up that conversation anymore with my sister. I know where she mm-hmm. stands, she knows where I stand. Is that a healthy decision? Is that a dangerous decision? What are your thoughts on things uh, like that when it comes to, you know, talking about the health of children?
1: Yeah, I think it's particularly a vulnerable conversation when you're talking about someone else's kids, even if you're related to them, even if you love and care about them. But in these circumstances, I think it is important to do due diligence, right, to have those courageous conversations, you know, from a place of compassion and care and concern instead of judgment, you know, as much as possible. But ultimately, you know, we after, you know, having those conversations and doing that kind of thing it's also important to let go and let other people feel the natural consequences of their actions and inactions we cannot control other people we can advocate but we can't ultimately control their behavior
0: yeah i you know i i totally relate to aj because my niece and nephew are everything to me and i feel like it, it does just run such a fine line. And at the end of the day, I don't want to lose the relationship with my niece and nephew. Our relationship, mine and my brother's, has been rocky. Uh, we've talked. We've not talked. I think that a lot of siblings can uh, understand and experience that. And for me, I just, as much as I want to be like, get vaxxed, I also don't want to lose, you know, being around. The kids and also, but but also I still have that fear of them just going out in public and, you know, breathing mm. in the air and living with family who, you know, my brother did get COVID and so did my sister-in-law. And that was mm. a big concern that we had because the kids aren't back. So it's just, it's just complicated all around. And I really understand where Jennifer Aniston is yeah. coming from because it is
1: infuriating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all trying to work through this stuff, and we have different levels of risk tolerance and different opinions. And and like you said, it, there's been a good amount of research and time. It is time for people to get vaccinated and care for themselves and others in this way before other variants come around, because this is, you know, really out of hand. We need to get control over our ability to function and live life and enjoy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I
0: mean, a thousand percent. It's, it's
3: very real. We're all sort of at a, at our wits' end right now, and it's important more than ever that we just you know we show ourselves and others a little bit of grace, but also you know stand stand firm on what we believe and you know, keeping ourselves yeah. and others safe. You know, marriage and family therapist James Gay. Never enough time, but we do appreciate your expertise and in, insight today. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. You're very welcome. All right, well, coming up, Christian authors say the Q and LGBTQ actually caused COVID and is grooming children. How dare the gays? We discuss next.
3: Welcome back to the Morning Beat and some breaking news here. Uh, We just now apparently found out... Uh, What the Q and LGBTQIA plus stands for, according to Christian authors, uh, the the Q, as you know, stands for questioning. Those who might be questioning themselves are also welcome in our community. Oftentimes, people say that the Q stands for queer. Whatever it means to you is okay with me, right? As long as you know that you are loved and accepted in our community. Well, apparently, though, these Christian authors uh, believe that the questioning uh, is our way of sort of indoctrinating or grooming children and it's also the cause of COVID-19 so there you have it Michaela Gordon I wanted to give you that little little bit of breaking breaking news
0: Woo! thank god I was like look I was trying to understand and I, I needed answers and now I have them I feel so much better
3: yeah well Christian authors William Koenig and Jan, uh, Jan Markle uh are the latest to say of course that the the coronavirus is God's punishment for homosexuality <sighs> um and and there there you have it uh Koenig has written several books on the end of Times and, and and attacking former President Barack Obama because those two are intricately linked, apparently. Of course. Uh, he was on Jan Markle's Understanding the Times radio show recently, uh, which which claims to provide listeners with a, quote, compelling look at current issues, Bible prophecy, and apologetics. Uh, the last letter in the LGBTQ is for questioning, Markle says, as an image of children is shown on the webcast version of her show, which is the mission to confuse kids enough that they question their sexuality so that they can be groomed and evangelized. It's so true uh, that this is a war on children, apparently, according to these two. Um,
1: I'm just I mean, look,
0: I hate giving these stories attention. I really do. And I wouldn't even do it. I think, though, it's important that people understand that this is, like, still the rhetoric going out. And the fact that, like, (laughs) people spend their time writing books about hating the yeah. gay community says more about you. Like, why are you so interested, sis? You spent well, yeah. all your time worried about gay people. Maybe you should look inward. Maybe you're dealing with like inner, like homophobia. Maybe you're gay. Like, don't worry about us. We're yeah, fine. Let us,
3: let us live our best lives. And guess what? Like, I, I have nieces and nephews uh, that I love and adore. And here here's how problematic the church is and, and these sorts of people. I'm so... I I deal with so much that I'm super, super hyper aware of how I handle my own nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. because I don't ever want to be perceived by anybody. Not that my sister or sisters or brothers or anybody would ever even think this, but I don't want to be perceived in any way, shape, or form by anybody casually observing that that I grab them, pick them up, hold them, coddle them, kiss them in a way that could even be deemed as slightly inappropriate, right? Because I'm a gay man. And I know how many people in the world perceive, perceive that. So I'm super, super hyper aware. And also, I know that I went through some traumatic stuff as a child. Not sexual abuse or anything like that, but going through the divorce of my parents and dealing with my own sexuality internally, that was a very traumatizing experience for me. So I handle kids very, very carefully because I want them to know that they are loved and they are safe, right? I think if these authors and a lot of these Christian thought leaders could maybe take a second look at themselves and their own communities and their own families and their own churches and do the same that we'd all be better off.
0: Well, it's so funny because I'm a part of this really amazing uh, queer project. And a lot of the people that are part of it are like in their early twenties. They're women, they're non-binary, they're non-binary parents. Um, And it's, it's funny because I had like another big realization yesterday this new generation not only doesn't have time for these kind of articles or these authors, isn't even aware of them because they're so authentic in how they're living and genuinely do not care what anybody thinks. Yeah. And if anything, I just picked up so much yesterday just watching them, like they're they're not even affected because they don't even give time. And I think that it's such a testament to, how we started to where we're at now. I mean, at the end of the day, this article means nothing. And somebody said it best, uh, you know, all of these people that don't want us to live our truths have been to more prides than I think even I've been. And (coughs) when you look at it that way, it's humorous. And I think that it's also a cry for why we fought so hard for visibility. And the visibility is is there we're getting to a place where we uh we can really just sort of find our tribe and and live in that things absolutely
3: different you know, social
0: media outlets as well
3: yeah I, I posted a photo yesterday on my insta story uh i met my little nephew He's three years old my sister just adopted him about three weeks ago she and her husband did and he is a gem he's also been through a lot and kind of handed around, not really raised in the best conditions. So he's he's dealing with some trauma that he'll be dealing with for quite a while, but he's a sweetheart and he really took to me very quickly. He we went to the swimming pool and I posted a picture of him sitting at the end of my like uh, lounge chair at the pool, eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and all kinds of people commented. It was really sweet. And a, a, another, a, another gay man who I know and who I'm friendly with uh, commented, oh, you're such a cute gunkle. And I had to respond. Oh, you hate that. I hate the word gunkle.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
3: said, "I said, Oh, that's cute. But I'm like, I'm not a gunkle. I'm just his uncle. And I know that's a cute term that those in our community have sort of taken on, and it's uh, trends on social media sometimes. But, but I think it's important, just like I, it, I'm not getting gay married, I'm getting married. I'm not a gunkle, I'm an uncle. I don't need that that thing attached to me because there's a lot of negativity attached to that that gayness as well, especially when it comes to children. Um, and that's just me personally. So and he's like, oh no, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean, I'm like, I know, you're kidding, I'm not upset at all. But I just want you to understand, like, we're, we're uncles. As gay men or as gay women, like, we're aunts and uncles. That's it. There's no gay this, gay that. I'm getting married to my partner next June. That's it. I'm not getting gay married to him I'm getting married to him and so I think once you start stripping away some of those extra little like words that are attached that almost make it a little bit lesser um, I think it's helpful uh, and and the more we ignore these types of authors and think leaders then bleh, the better yeah. we all are
0: it's totally yeah. true alright well coming up in what's poppin Lady Gaga is back in the news she has an album announcement that she's making and we've got the details coming up next
3: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Uh, big news for Gaga fans, and Michaela has all the details for you and what's popping up next. But first, I do want to remind you that our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, don't you worry. Download the Odyssey app at audacy.com and listen to The Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. Now, Michaela, you know I love me two women above all else, Beyonce and Lady Gaga.
0: Now you love Catherine McPhee also
3: she's on a different level come on don't even do that to me. No, I love I love her she's she's on she's on like that that second tier with like Carrie Underwood and Michaela Gordon right. and stuff yeah yeah but uh okay, gaga okay, okay. one of my favorites of all time she's in the news what's popping
0: okay this is amazing uh lady gaga uh, and Tony Bennett are returning to the great American songbook one last time the legendary pair revealed the title concept and track list for their second collaborative album uh, which is is said to be Bennett's last of his career, the album will be a Cole Porter tribute and is titled Love for Sale. Uh, Gaga said, the day we released Cheek to Cheek in 2014, Tony called me and asked me if I wanted to record another album with him, this time celebrating the songs of Cole Porter. I'm always honored to sing with my friend Tony, so of course I accepted the invitation, and today I'm so excited to announce that our new album, Love for Sale, will be released October 1st. Oh, and I have, just love it.
3: They could have recorded this back then even. I
0: because know. I'm surprised like, that they've waited. Yeah.
3: If he asked her seven years ago, they could have, re- he's 95 now and he's getting up there. So they may have actually recorded this years ago and just kept it a secret.
0: Well, I have two things to say and it's just a brag. And like, I just say these things cause I like to please you. Our listeners probably don't even care. But when I was like eight years old, I have the most random Vegas past, but I actually sang with Tony Bennett. So I was what? the first to sing with Tony Bennett. It's a true story. I swear uh. to God. Also, well,
3: I gotta say this. I want to go. They're doing two shows together at Radio City Music Hall for his 95th birthday. I want to uh-huh. go. Like, I, I know. There. It's gonna
0: be amazing. It's well, you know, she just released the trailer just released also for House of Gucci. So Gaga's like living her Italian roots right now. Ugh. However, um, I would like to say that when I was preparing this story, i said they have an announcement and aj said oh are they getting married and i don't know why but that's gonna no. live rent free that just in be my a... head listen, the...
3: listen if lady gaga was like here's an announcement yes. you thought we were doing another album nope i'm marrying tony bennett for his 95th birthday present like that would be so on brand for gaga is she married right now she's not right no she's dating some yeah now. yeah but yeah but i'm dating i mean what's that who knows you can, yeah, date, you can date one person and marry another 2021,
0: yes, Justin. You yes, you can. Justin's yes, you over can. here.
3: Justin's over here being all straight and married and stuff. I know.
0: No, honestly, I feel like AJ, your idea is so much better. And yes. I'm really sad that that's not the announcement. That would have been so on brand. She like dressed you know, she gets so into character. She just like
2: five guys.
3: I know that's me. It wouldn't be a long, a long Donna marriage. Wow. Care. She's Anna
0: Nicole Smith.
3: Yeah, Anna She's not Nicole gonna be around for, She doesn't need his money. It can't be it could just be like a thing. Like and they could have an annulment or whatever. Or she could agree to give all of his money to charity. Whatever. Amen. Maybe they'll get married on stage at Radio City Music Hall on his 95th birthday. There you go, Gaga. Take it and run Love
0: with it. Love it. To go with it. You're married now. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? Okay, coming up. Uh, a married gay couple was allegedly kicked out of a restaurant. Uh, but I'm more concerned with the restaurant they were kicked out of. Because uh, it's already kind of trash. And it, uh, the fact they kicked us out is just horrible we're going to discuss coming up next.
3: Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic final hour coming up for you today. Uh, get a gay couple kicked out of a popular burger establishment—one uh, that is very, very historically friendly to our community. So, is this a one-off experience, or do we need to take a second look at this company altogether and consider uh, taking our business elsewhere? We're having that conversation in fifteen minutes, uh, and then also we're going to be uh, sharing a conversation with you uh, that we had this morning that we thought was so powerful. Um, they're, it's kind of funny, actually, too, but also important a very serious one. A firefighter uh, in the state of Texas took some time off for a COVID 19 diagnosis. Uh, first, his wife, and then him, and then his child all tested positive for COVID 19. But did they? Uh, this has got some wild twists and turns in the story, so you don't want to miss it. We're going to have this conversation later on this hour. Then we're going to wrap things up with Tell Me Something Good, sending you off into your day with some positivity in your uh, life to set you up for the rest of the day. Uh, but right now, though, it is time for News on the Beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you have?
0: All right. Well, at least 10 people were killed and 20 others taken to hospitals <laughs> after a van crashed yesterday on a highway near Encino, Texas. A State Department of Public Safety spokesperson said there were 30 people inside a white Ford passenger van when the driver tried to make a right turn and veered off the roadway and struck a metal utility pole and stop sign. The driver and nine passengers were pronounced deceased at the scene, the department said. At least some of those in the van were believed to be undocumented immigrants, um, officials told CNN. Uh, We've said it all morning, but I I just, it bothers me so much. 30 people in a white van just trying to protect their families, just trying to get away. You know, it's so funny because uh, somebody brought this up. When Trump was still president, there were so many people saying, oh, if he he gets elected or, oh, if if I have to get vaccinated, I'm fleeing the country. And it's like, so it's okay for you to go to Mexico on vacation, but you don't want people to come here to just have a better life and have clean water and be able to feed their children okay got it
3: yeah yeah it's interesting i mean there's i mean there's all kinds of people who say they're going to leave the country liberals say it when they, when a republican gets elected you know conservatives say it when we try to force mask mandates or whatever else on them um there are a lot of really great countries in the world go find one yeah, like Really. Like Honestly, there's a lot of really great places to live, but also a lot of places that are really terrible, too. So uh, best of luck to you.
0: Absolutely. All right. another news, Microsoft founder Bill Gates says he regrets the time he spent with Jeffrey Epstein. It was a huge mistake to spend time with him to give him the credibility of being there, Gates said. Epstein, the wealthy financial manager who was accused of child sex trafficking, was found dead in a New York jail cell in 2018. Speaking yesterday with CNN's Anderson Cooper, Gates said he only met with Epstein in the hopes of raising more money to deal with global health issues. I had several dinners with him, you know, hoping that what he said about getting billions of philanthropy for global health through contacts that he had might emerge, Gates said, but when it looked like that wasn't a real thing, that relationship ended.
3: Guess what, Bill Gates? You have enough money. You can take care of these things without trying to go, like have dinner with a pedophile <laughs> Come on. i know
0: he's like a literal <laughs> billionaire himself like it, yeah. so much money he doesn't even know what to do with i'm sure well his all ex-wife has right, well,
3: given hers all the way
0: <laughs> yeah of course because women are incredible all right let's do a little weather uh summer's here and it's queer and it's brought to you by mcdonald's it's going to be a high of 88 in baltimore 81 in Buffalo. 84 in Chicago, 88 in Sacramento, 117 in Cathedral City, 115 in Indio. Now, uh, if you are able to head on over to McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola for just $1. fifty, that sounds delicious. I think I'm going to go get one today. Uh, but for now, give us a vibe of the day.
3: The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Keep dreaming, keep fighting for them
0: love that all right well coming up a married gay couple was allegedly kicked out of a restaurant in california we're going to discuss those details coming up next
3: all right have it your way burger king classic iconic commercial Uh, Have it your way unless you uh, have a two-year-old son who's very, very hungry and you happen to be a same-sex couple in Salinas, California, uh, a couple hours from here. Uh, What happened to a couple just recently is horrifying. Uh, The story is a bit murky, but it's being investigated currently. Uh, Leo and Romero Mendez were taking their young son, two years old, as I said, uh, to go pick up some food at Burger King. They ordered on their app and they got there. Uh, The couple said when they got there is when things turned. Uh, They said a worker began yelling at them before making threats of using a weapon uh, and chasing them out of the store. Authorities were called. The district attorney is looking into it. Apparently, they were yelling gay slurs at the couple uh, and threatened their lives. Um, And and this story is getting some national headlines right now. They threatened them with a weapon. It's unclear what that weapon was, to be be fair. Um, And they're now saying, listen, it shouldn't take... um, An actual physical attack to, or a death or a severe injury uh, for this to be taken more seriously, they threatened our lives because we're a same sex couple and they yelled homophobic slurs at us in the process in front of their two year old child. Um, Do you think, though, that this is something that Burger King at large needs to respond to, or do you think this is an incident that is isolated? Uh, and just involves this one store in particular. How, do you, how how does Burger King approach the PR of it all, Michaela? I mean,
0: honey, listen to me. I spent three years eating a Whopper Junior, okay? Like, I am dedicated and wait, committed. Wait,
3: wait, wait, wait. Clarify that sentence. One single Whopper Junior, or you ate them multiple times over the course of three
0: years? I ate them almost every day for three years. <laughs> really? I love Whopper Ju- I ride for Burger King, okay? It's like yeah. that... It's just a little too grilled but I eat it anyway and I yeah, love it's that it char, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I put the like the kind of like soggy fries in the overly charred burger and I yeah. would get a dr Pepper and I would ride for it okay having said that I also dipped it in ranch having said that I think that I do I think that Burger King should say something because they are the employers. Um, but I think it's an employee issue. I I think that people are just rude and they're gross and you can really be anywhere. You could be at the finest of dining. You could be at a fast food place. You could be at, uh, you could be walking on the street. I mean, how many times have we heard people just walking down the street, uh, getting beaten up, being killed? Um, but it's just, Mm. it's sad that this is, um, not only did it happen to a gay couple, but it happened in front of their two year old son. That's traumatizing.
3: A thousand percent of this—it's it, really tricky when you're a large corporation and then you then you have franchisees all over the world, right? Because Burger King is a brand, but this could be a franchise run by individuals who just happen to have the money to put up. And and, and you're also you got to remember, and this comes back to the conversation about the wages that we pay employees. Yes. Wage you're going to get minimum wage quality. Yes. Like time and time again. And and restaurant, fast food restaurant jobs don't tend to draw out the highest quality people in the entire world. Uh, they tend to uh, employ those who maybe have a high school education at best, maybe a GED, usually not college educated people don't end up working in fast food. Not that there's anything against it, but it's a, it's a certain demographic, a certain type of people that work in fast food, right? And so- I think that that same demographic, oftentimes, more often than not, uh, is the same demographic that tends to be a little bit less educated on other issues such as sexuality and and, and, and the rights of our community. Um, I think that Burger King needs to denounce this immediately, and I think that they need to retrain their staff and, and call for some sort of across-the-board corporate training because, listen— there, there's video footage and we're going to find out more about this as as that video footage is released i'm sure um but that, that is not okay it's, it's just not okay to treat anybody that way let alone you know two fathers trying to just get a meal for their two-year-old son yeah come on, a, on. on a separate note on a separate note don't feed your two-year-old burger king <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like like honestly like don't feed your. i mean
0: burger. okay but to be fair i lived off fast food and look at me okay well, you know so what to be fair
2: thriving. okay you're,
0: you are exactly my point <laughs> i know as the words were coming out of my mouth i was like you know what should have had a home-cooked meal
3: i do you know what i do love those little nuggets that are in the shape of crowns like king's crowns oh, i don't know God. how they're in that shape that's a little mm. bit weird um but mm. they are delicious yeah with honey mustard all day i'm
0: gonna still go with ranch uh, mixed with ketchup have you ever had mayonnaise and ketchup <laughs>
3: okay so i had an ex back in columbus ohio his name's jimmy you've heard about him i wrote a I wrote a chapter about him cheating on me in my book flipping the script go buy a copy on amazon uh and he one of his favorite things in the entire world was uh, a cheddar bacon cheeseburger with a side of french fries Incredible. with mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together
0: not only did that man love you time. he loved that jimmy had taste and we're going to wrap he with loved that. Me,
3: and he loved that. And he also loved the lead of a chorus line
2: mm-hmm. on Broadway. Okay,
0: wasn't, okay, jo- okay, wasn't going to so go there. But if you do want to know loves, more about it. that, do get <laughs> Flipping the Script by AJ Gibson on Amazon. <laughs> now, coming up, uh, Dallas firefighter uh, was diagnosed with COVID-19. His entire family was as well. Find out what he did during his paid leave. Coming up next.
2: Tell me something good.
3: I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you something great. How about that, Michaela?
0: (laughs) Okay, good, babe. Do it.
3: Barbie. Barbie is iconic, right? When I grew up with Barbie though, Barbie was always in a swimsuit or a really skin tight dress, super frilly, super, uh, traditionally girly, whatever that means. Uh, but Barbie has changed over the years. Uh, and Barbie's changing once again because they just debuted a doll in the likeness of Sarah Gilbert. Now you might not know who that is. Um, not to be confused with Melissa Gilbert of uh, Little House on the Prairie fame. Uh, Sarah Gilbert is one of the British COVID-19 vaccine developers, uh, and they just released a photo. It's really pretty awesome. She was part of the team that co-designed the Os- uh, Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, which is really sort of helping things get back to normal to some degree across Europe and Asia. Um, but there's a whole lineup of Barbies you could have, uh, a doctor Barbie, a nurse Barbie, an attorney Barbie, uh, very different. Also Barbies with uh, different skin tones with natural hair. Uh, no, longer, no longer is Barbie just a skinny white girl with long blonde hair and blue eyes, uh, which is not very realistic anyways. But I think it's fantastic. I think it's super important. Um, I mean, they made a Barbie based on a 59-year-old scientist, professor. I mean, that's pretty cool.
0: So cool! I love that. That's amazing. Listen, I loved Barbies. I also used to like to take all my Barbies' clothes off and make them play house with each other. Well, so
2: that's yeah. I mean, okay. Same. Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> We're so problematic.
0: Oh, my God. Sometimes I don't know what's about to come out of your mouth. It's almost as good as saying that Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett got married.
3: Yeah. Oh, Also, I just want to highlight. I did say earlier on, I said, one of my dreams is to go to Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett's show, at Radio City Music Hall. Apparently, it took place two days ago, and their final show was tonight.
2: I'm so Uh, done with you. Please leave me alone. Justin. While while you're doing corrections and retractions, Eartha Kitt did not win for... uh,
3: Eartha Kitt also did not win... so, to be fair, okay, so I also said I saw Eartha Kit on Broadway in Cinderella back oh in 2000, 2001, I believe. And I said I believe she won a, a Tony for that. She has won two Tony Awards, and she did actually win that year. But she won uh, for the show before that, which was, Justin, do you forget? I forgot. You forgot now. Well, there was a show she won for, which actually led to her getting the role uh, in Cinderella as the Fairy Godmother now being played by Billy Porter in the new remake The Wild remake, Party The Wild Party so there it is I feel Lots like actually
0: retractors. this is a re- you know what I feel like This is actually a really good segment. Like, uh, like every end of the week, we have to retract all the things that we like said wrong, which are so many. I mean, especially coming from me. Like, uh, we report. Like,
2: do that, Michaela. Do they do that? Yeah, they do. One big one in particular. I'll tell you guys about it later. Yeah, we don't. Oh my god! Radio shows. Well, listen all the radio shows. The way
0: that I tell news, the way that I don't get any of the names right ever, and then after the break, you guys are like, "That's not even how you say it." And I'm like, "Okay." mm -hmm.
3: All the things we get wrong on a daily basis. Here's the thing: I was taught at a very young age, if you say anything with enough confidence, people will believe.
0: Amen.
3: It. And look, it got Donald Trump the presidency. It's got me a reality show. I have no idea what I'm doing. Or a reality show. Gosh, it's a radio show. What is this? Retract. Retract. I don't even know what I'm doing here, but here I am, and I've got a job, and I'm, I get paid every two weeks, so.
0: Honestly, oh, I feel man. like this is the best way to end. Tell me something good. <laughs> it's brought to you by McDonald's. Hey, go ahead and over to McDonald's right now to get a frozen Coca-Cola, just a $1.50. Uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow, we've got a show that we may retract completely. Uh, yeah. Can't imagine what sure- we'll get wrong.
3: Yeah, you're sure if I head over to McDonald's today that I'm going to get that frozen Coca-Cola for a dollar and fifty cents, you're absolutely positive about that?
0: Yeah, I mean I am I might okay, retract cool. it tomorrow. Cool, if, cool. If, if, I've got
3: a dollar fifty in my pocket right now. I hope I don't need any more.
0: That's literally <laughs> <you> just, if, <laughs> maybe add tax. I don't know anymore. Have a great rest of your day.
2: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.